Well, welcome to, uh, to Union Chapel in our last week in the Apostles' Creed series. Thanks again for all of your positive feedback on this series. I can, I can feel your faith growing as we've reaffirmed our faith through the Apostles' Creed. The Creed dates back to the second century, so for 1,800 years now, every branch of the Christian faith, Roman Catholicism, Eastern Orthodox, the Protestant denominations, all the independent folks uh, in 1,800 years have embraced the Apostles' Creed as the foundation stones of our faith. It has 12 assertions, tenets to the Creed, one for each of the 12 apostles, therefore the name the Apostles' Creed. And we have been unpacking it over these weeks. And today we conclude with these last phrases, I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. I've chosen as our text this morning from the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'm going to read verses 42 to 47. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, we'll project the words. Our custom is to stand to hear God's word so as you're able. Thanks for doing that. These words come from the Apostle Paul, and he's writing to the church at Corinth, and he's talking about the resurrection. And so we pick up his uh, teaching in verse 42. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It's raised in power. It's sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body. If there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, referring to Jesus, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, Adam, so are those who are of the earth. That's you and me. And as is the heavenly man, Jesus, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have bore the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of Jesus himself, the heavenly man. Now, that's good news right there. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound... The dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. And when the perishable has clothed with imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. What a great line. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And may God inspire us today and give us confident hope through his word. You may be seated. Thanks so much. I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. What a triumphant way for the creed to conclude. And it reminds us that after we die, we may be asleep in death as it were for some time, but... At the last trumpet, the last day, we're all going to rise from the dead, receive new bodies, and live with Jesus forever. It is a wonderful promise. It is what we believe as those who follow in the Christian faith. Now, I have a couple of things to say about these things. It's on your outline today. Let's uh, unpack it if we can. The first point I want to make is that God has responded to the question of death. 
God's response to death. And of course, that's the resurrection of Jesus. Here's what we know about Jesus. He was crucified. He was dead. He was buried. We know that his closest associates grieved and mourned his death. They moped around in hiding and in seclusion for a few days. But on Sunday morning of the resurrection, suddenly these same individuals who were afraid and timid and hiding in the shadows suddenly came out into the streets boldly proclaiming that this same Jesus who had been killed on Friday is now alive on Sunday. And, and, they, and they stuck to the story. And not only did that, they say that, but they said, we have seen him, we have heard him, we have touched him, we have eaten with him, we have been taught by him for 40 days. The tomb in which he was buried is now empty. You can go and see it. In fact, if they've got the right one picked out today, you can go see it right now. The tomb is empty. And all of these followers of Jesus went to their deaths claiming that Jesus had been raised from the dead. We know the original 12 tradition tells us that all but one of them went to a martyr's death, claiming that Jesus had been raised from the dead. So when they were faced with their own death, either, either renounce this silly notion, this belief that you have that Jesus Christ was bodily raised from the dead, or die, they said, well, I'm just going to have to die. Because we believe it. We saw it. They all went to their death that way. And in the years following, there were other individuals like the Apostle Paul who was converted. He, he claimed after the ascension to have encountered the resurrection of Jesus, to have visions of Jesus, to have experiences with the risen Christ over and over again. It's the Apostle Paul that actually makes the connection for us that our resurrection in the future is directly related to Christ's resurrection in the past. He said in 1 Corinthians 15, 6, he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at once. Most of them are alive to this day. Now, when Paul wrote this letter to the church at Corinth, this was about 50 AD. And so he said, look, after he was raised from the dead, he appeared to hundreds of people, and many of them are still alive today. You can go ask them. They saw him. And so Paul wrote with great confidence that we would survive death. 1 Corinthians 15, 54, death has been swallowed up in victory. How, that's a great phrase. I love that phrase. It's what Jesus meant when he said in John 11, I'm the resurrection and the life, and whosoever believes in me will live even though he dies. And whosoever lives and believes in me will never die. Amazing. Amazing promise. We believe in life beyond death because Jesus rose from the dead. The disciples bore witness to it in their own lives. And people who came later had profound experiences with the resurrected Christ. Amazing. I love the phrase in the creed when it says, on the third day, he rose from the dead. Don't you love it? 